0: How can you get a home when the bank says no? This podcast is dedicated to the 1 in 10 homeowners denied each year by the banks. Welcome to the Pre-Approved Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the five lease-to-own problems and solutions for home shoppers. The problem with lease-to-own homes come down to five things in our opinion. Number one, trust. Number two, bad homes. Number three, the paperwork. Number four, just not being the right fit. And number five, failure to follow through and actually buy the home as intended. We're going to break down each of these five problems and talk about solutions to overcome them. Starting with number one is trust. Lease option or rent to own homes in general have a bad rap, almost like rent to own furniture where unless you really know that individual It can be a little bit sketchy and almost feel like a used car salesman feeling when you're trying to get a rent-to-own home because it's it's not like it's an industry norm. It's not a normal rental. It's not a mortgage that's highly regulated. It's kind of this gray area, and so trying to find a reputable company or a person that's going to sell you a home on a lease option is a difficult task in and of itself. There's thousands of homes that get under contract every year that are lease options, And some of those know the individuals or the the homeowners that are selling those on lease options. Some of them don't. And there's just this general trust that you kind of have to go forward with to be able to do this. And so to overcome this, if it's a large company, you can look at their Google reviews. You can find other testimonials. You can, you know, maybe fact check these individuals almost like you would any other product on Amazon, figure out what other people are saying about them if it's a single individual selling the home now that's a lot tougher just like a landlord would potentially screen you you should screen your landlord if they're asking you know how much your income is how much you can do that i would ask your existing landlord if they've done this before and if they have can they give you past customers that they've done a lease option for, that they would be willing to share with you and hopefully they would be willing to say yes Because their whole intent is if they're doing this right, they're trying to set people up for home ownership and not just trying to set people up for failure. So that's kind of solution number one to overcome the trust is to review them and then challenge the homeowner to bolster their credibility because they're not in control of everything. You still have the power to say yes or no. Number two, getting into a bad home. There are a lot of... um, what they would call slumlords that are trying to sell a home that needs a lot of improvements on a lease to own or a contract for deed. And this can be a good thing if the existing homeowner is super handy and can fix everything themselves. However, when you start getting into structural or plumbing or electrical or something other than just painting or cosmetics, that can be overwhelming from a new homeowner, unless you know exactly what you're doing, you're a licensed contractor. And so a lot of times individuals get into a home, kind of peek their head around, see that the kitchen works, the laundry works, the bathroom works. I'm like, okay, you know, I think I, I think this home works only to find out six months or a year down the road, you realize that it's got all kinds of problems. So the best way to combat this is to do a home inspection this is going to be you know a 300 point home inspection by a licensed home inspector that's going to go through the entire home and tell you everything that's potentially wrong with it whether it's plumbing foundations roof siding electrical they're going to give you a long list of here's everything wrong with the house and that can be your negotiation against the existing homeowner who's trying to sell on a lease option to say hey i would like these things fixed Or, you know, there's certain things that need to happen before I'm willing to move into this house to take, you know, more control over it. So that's number two. Don't don't get into a lease option on a bad home. Number three, paperwork favoritism. So typically a lease option has a normal lease with a specific option to buy. The individuals that have crafted these type of paperwork can favor the seller, not the buyer. And by that, I mean, let's say you miss one month's rent of payment, they can technically say, oh, you know, you missed and now all of a sudden all of your option fee down payment is void, which is a, you know, a very strict favoritism towards the seller, which you know, in our opinion should should not be the case and something to look out for in your paperwork. What happens if for some reason the check, you know, just doesn't get delivered there shouldn't be this you know, two-day grace where, you're, where all of a sudden you could lose $10,000. And so the paperwork and knowing what to review in that is key. The option of getting over this is to either hire an attorney, get a friend, or really look through this and talk through everything on the paperwork. Don't just assume that you have to sign what they provide. Look through it and be like, hey, this doesn't make sense. What about this? And don't accept the, well, it's written on this way, but verbally, we're going to give you that. That is not okay because a verbal commitment, although still binding, is not the same as what you legally are signing up for. And make sure that you get it in writing. So that's number three, the paperwork. Number four is it's just a bad fit, not the right solution for you. There are some individuals where renting is the better option or waiting and then trying to apply for a bank mortgage when you get your credit improve or you have your down payment or you get, you know, some additional taxes. Some people are so eager to just jump into lease to own because they can find their own home and it can be a great option, but sometimes it's just not the right fit for you. And so to combat that, really talking with multiple bankers to make sure that, you know, what is it going to take for you to get a home loan and making sure that you have a clear plan whether that's 6 months a year or 2 years, because in addition to the paperwork favoritism the bad fit which people absolutely should not do is sign something that says hey i can get a bank loan within 6 months or a year otherwise i forfeit everything do not sign that agreement unless you are 100% sure that you can get this we've seen this so many times with people coming to us saying well i thought i could get this in order and so i put down a, you know an option fee or a down payment and it took longer to fix my credit score, the taxes didn't quite work out, or life happened. And that, in our opinion, is more the norm than the exception. Always give yourself an extension clause to extend beyond of what happens if you're not able to refinance or buy that home in a certain time period. That way you and the seller are comfortable with what happens if it extends. And maybe that's, you got to come up with a little bit more of a down payment. Maybe that's um, you get to extend it 12 months at a higher rent or some some sort of avenue that gives you not just a true deadline that you have to be done by January 1st or else. And so don't sign up for that. Make sure that it's the right fit for you and maybe if it makes sense to just rent, that is a possibility. The last part is the failure to follow through by the home buyer. And we touched on this a little bit on number four, just not being the right fit for you. But if you're truly going to get into this type of agreement, this is meant to be a bridge. This is better than renting, but it's not quite all the way to a mortgage. You're not completely throwing away all of your money. You're not forced to move at the end of this time period where the landlord can just sell it like he could a normal rental. Once you go to month to month, he can just say, nope, I'm not going to renew it. And guess what? You're out. When you have this exclusive option to buy or the exclusive option to extend your term, you are now in control without owning the home. But the whole intent of this is to either help protect your downside from a market downturn, but ultimately it's to be able to get you to either improve the home, to sell it on your option, or to eventually get a bank loan. And so don't confuse with this short-term you know, I'll just try it out. And although maybe some people do want to test drive it, that's not the typical reason for getting into a lease to own. You, you can test drive a home. Maybe you just say, hey, I don't like it. And that way you, you, you're not tied to it with the mortgage or having to buy it and sell it with potential realtor fees. But in this case, make sure that you are following through. If you said you're going to get this in six months, 12 months, or within five years, Typically, we recommend giving yourself one to five years to find a bank loan because that's usually enough time. Make sure you're following through with talking with the credit repair, saving for the down payments, getting your financial house in order. There's a lot of nonprofit financial organizations, whether that's the, you know, Village Family Resource Center um, that we recommend and work with. That's here locally where we're at in Fargo, North Dakota, or whether that's going through like a financial independence Dave Ramsey style program of just getting your financial house in order. So there you go. The 5 least to problems and solutions for homeowners. Number one is the trust, challenging them and making sure that they have credibility just like they're trying to vet you. Number two, the bad homes. Don't get into a home that's going to need a bunch of work unless you are planning on improving the home yourself. Number three, make sure the paperwork is in line. Get someone to review it. Make sure you're asking questions. Get it documented. If you can, get an attorney to review it. Number four is make sure that it's actually a right fit for you. Don't just get into a lease option or a contract for deed if it's not right for you. It's meant to be a bridge so that you can get into a home now without having to wait. And the last is follow through on what you said you were going to do to make sure that you don't forfeit your income. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. You can always learn more by reaching out to us at homeequitypartner.com. Have a good day.